Welcome to the That's Deep podcast. I'm Naomi, and I'm an international board-certified life and success coach, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, or NLP, as you've heard it, an empath, a mother, an introvert, and a podcast host. It is my mission to empower humans from the inside out through inner and outer exploration. Thank you so much for being here. If you love the show, please give it a follow and a five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. Now let's dive in. Pardon the interruption, but I have a really quick question for all of you. What type of empath are you? If you're not sure and you haven't taken my empath quiz yet, you can certainly do so at thatsdeepco.com backslash empath dash quiz. And I will also leave a link for it in my show notes. When you take the quiz, you'll find out your type and you'll also be sent a free guided meditation that corresponds to your specific empath type. Thank you so much. And I look forward to helping you find out your type. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to invite you to connect with me on Instagram at naomicourtney.co. Again, that's at naomicourtney.co on Instagram. Thank you. All right, everybody. It is an honor to welcome Brittany Gardner to the show today. She is a brand strategist, brand photographer, and she also has a podcast, pardon me, a podcast called The Know, Like, and Trust Show. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Brittany. Thank you so much for welcoming. I, I appreciate it. Yes, of course. Uh, always honored to, again, this is, you know, I'm always honored to jump on the mic and I'm excited. Um, so real quick, we're just going to jump in. Get a little background, a little early life info. Just, Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. If you want to start to fill in our listeners a little bit where you're from or where you grew up and kind of sure. what, you, what you do for a living now. Sure. I spent the first 25 years of my life living in Southern California and, uh, you know, I, I had a pretty regular middle-class existence. My parents are still married. I'm one of three kids. I'm the oldest and, uh, we're all girls. So my poor father, right. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I moved to New York for my husband and spent about four years in New York and then Eight years ago, we made the big move out to Oregon. So we've been here ever since, and we love it in Oregon. It is nice, everything excellent. that we ever should have had. <laughs> yeah, right now it's an awesome place. Uh, I'll definitely we'll get into it a little after because I've we and Naomi lived there for about three years, so definitely good times. Uh, but yep, but that's yeah. cool. That so you Southern California. So I lived in Huntington Beach. Oh, I lived there for a little while. Years. I lived oh, nice. there okay. the last year I was in California. And then oh. um, uh, one of the little towns between Long Beach and Huntington Beach. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. The rest of my life. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. So beach city. So you're used to the beach and oh, all yeah. that good stuff. Okay. Excellent. Uh, real quick. Have you coast of Oregon? Uh, I have been on the coast many times. We live nice. uh, in the outskirts of Portland. So we're about an hour from the coast which was actually one of the draws for us here. My husband nice. grew up on Long Island and I grew up basically in Long Beach and right, we yeah. both had easy access to the beach and couldn't imagine living in a landlocked area. So we're about an hour away now, which is definitely more than we envisioned, but it's at least a doable distance. 
hey, that's what that's what matters, right? Exactly. Uh, I feel the exact same way. Being from Hawaii, it felt good to be able to go to the beach when I lived in California as well as Oregon. So I feel you 100%. And then I got to ask, so that that's a huge jump all the way to to the East Coast, huh? Oh yes. <laughs> oh man, how is how is that? I know. Speed-wise, it, it was probably a, a change in speed, huh? You know, New York is just, it's New York. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, I loved the experience of living there. I'm really glad that I did it. And I can also say it just wasn't for me. And mm-hmm. it's not so much the speed, although I guess, yeah, part of it is, is the speed. Um, honestly, the real reason I was so insistent on moving away is I don't like the New York summers, the humidity, the just... I was not a nice person, <laughs> not no, at all. No, uh, yeah. The winter weather didn't bother me at all. But um, in terms of raising a family, because we moved out to Oregon when our oldest was four months old, nice. and I couldn't envision myself raising a family in New York because all of the friends we had, and we knew some really lovely, genuinely nice people, and I watched all of them, and it was very um, keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, and again, yeah. I want to reiterate, they were amazing people, our friends. Mm-hmm. We we loved them. But there was a day I was babysitting for a friend of ours. So we lived a few blocks away from them. And uh, she had two days um, a week covered by one set of parent, grandparents and then two days by another. And I covered the, the fifth day a lot. And she called one day out of the blue, not on my normal day. And Brittany, can you watch Logan? He hasn't had a nap in two days. I have to bring Reagan to ballet and Emma's at soccer. And um, I was like, hey, yeah, no problem. I'm I'm happy to help. I was unmarried. I had, um, I was in a relationship. I didn't have any kids. Like I I had a lot of time on my hands Mm -hmm. and I was happy to help. But when she picked him up later or or when she got home later, I don't remember. She was like, "Um, yeah, thank you. And it's just, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. You know, your kids could each just be in one activity so yeah. you don't run yourself ragged, right? Yeah. yeah. And she just looked at me completely, like, like taken aback. She's like, yeah, like, Julia's in ballet, so Emma has to be in ballet. <laughs> and I came home to my not yet then husband and I said, cool. So one day we're going to have kids probably, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> nice. No, I, I agree. No, I it's like that. It's almost like everyone's competing with each other, right? Or yeah, it's like everyone's got to do this activity, or like you know, you got to keep yeah. up with the other families. I know, like you said, keeping up with the Joneses. It's like, you know, everyone's got to get the for next. Me. Yeah. Oh, you just got this new car, and like, yeah. Well, cool. Thank you. Um, when you were a little kid, since we were talking about you know young kid activities, what did you want to be when you grew up? What was the the, the dream almost? So I actually don't have any memories of what I wanted to be when I was like super young. I know a lot of people will say they wanted to be a teacher or a firefighter mm-hmm. or whatever. And I, I don't remember that. I, the first real memory I have of that is watching um, the adventures of Lois and Clark on TV. You know, Terry Hatcher yeah. and oh shoot, Dean something. Yeah, Dean, name. Dean Kane. Was it Dean yes, Kane, Dean right? Kane it yeah. was, yeah. And I fell in love with that show and I decided nice. I was going to be a journalist because that was going to happen. That's awesome. It did not. Newsflash. It's yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, it was there, right? It was, you know. Yeah, but um, that, was, uh, that was the dream for a while. I, I still enjoy writing, but. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Well, it's, I, you're doing good for yourself now, so it's, it's not a worry, right? Um, 
And since we're still on the child topic, what were you, what were you kind of like as a child? I was, oh, this is funny because we just had my eight-year-old's parent-teacher conference an hour ago. And um, I just got a very vivid picture of what I was like. (laughs) Oh, so similar. Nice. Yes. He is, he is my child. Nice. nice. Um, I was bright and I loved to be challenged. I was a bit bossy and I was quite studious, not in an um, annoying way, but like I would be happy to curl up with a book on the couch and have nobody touch me or talk to me for hours. I was okay with that. Even as a child, as soon as I could read, that was my favorite thing. And um, wasn't super active, wasn't super into group sports, especially team sports, because that made me depend on other people. And why would I do that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that's a pretty good picture of who I was as a kid, I think. Nice. nice. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, just so I know we kind of talked about it since we'll go, you know, just briefly, if you could just kind of bring us through your life's journey. Um, how did you go? Like what? before you became a brand strategist, like, you know, all that good stuff, where were you and how did you kind of go along? Yeah. So I have a a couple interesting turns there. I went to UCLA on a microbiology and genetics um, major and then quickly realized that I was probably going to spend the next 15 years of my life in school before I could do anything cool. And that although I'm still very interested in that whole field, just every time I see an article about it, I I really dig in and enjoy it. I just couldn't see myself not doing anything with my life till I was in my late thirties. And I tried to transfer to the art school, but it was impacted. The whole school was impacted. It was Uh, like so overcrowded and um, it wasn't an option. So my school counselors were basically like, yeah, you can just do generals and hope that a spot opens up. And I was like, cool, peace out. This is really expensive for a hope. Yeah. So I left school to my parents not so happy reactions. <laughs> mm, of course. And uh, their reaction was, well, you better get a job. And I coincidentally that summer met a wedding photographer and he needed an assistant. So I did that. And nice. at the end of that season, he sat me down and I had this terrifying moment where he was going to tell me I was awful and, you know, that's not what he said. He was like, you know, you should do this. You should start your own business. And I was like, I'm 20. I can't do that. But he really encouraged me to, and I didn't really know what else to do, honestly. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I started a wedding photography company and uh, did some community college classes because I still felt like I needed to get a degree. And eventually school interrupted my business because it was growing. And um, went full-time with the, the photography and I did nice. that for over a decade. That's how I met my husband. Wow. He was also a wedding photographer at the time and moved to New York. And then we moved out to Oregon and our wedding business just didn't really move with us. Mm-hmm. We were still flying back to the East coast for all of our work uh, and had a two-year-old at this point And that just wasn't working for us anymore. Yeah. So I started doing branding photography, headshots, things like that, and quickly realized all of my clients were coming to me and saying some version of, I need photos. And I would say something like, cool, um, what kind of photos do you need? And they're like, on my website. And I was like, but who do we want your photos to speak to? Like, who's your target client? And it was always this deer in the headlights look. It was 
maybe one out of 10 clients who could accurately answer those mm -hmm. questions. So I uh, went back to uh, all the branding information I had done in school. I also had worked as a graphic designer at some intervening points yeah, of the photography that. business and started putting brand strategy in place prior to people working with me as a photographer. And that part of my business was fun. Mm -hmm. And um, fast forward, we decided to have a second kid. I'd step back from my business for a bit. And when I came back to it, I found that the brand photography industry had expanded or, or shall we say exploded. Oh. Oh, hey, there you <laughs> you go. know, when I first started, you couldn't even Google like more than three or five brand photographers. And uh, when I came back to business, it was like, oh, you can spit and you'll probably hit one. Nice. So I realized that people were no longer going to travel here to Portland for me to do photos of them, not when they had mm -hmm. plenty of options in their own town yeah. and started turning more towards brand strategy. It's something I can do remotely. It's something that I can do online. And that is where I am at today. Nice. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. That's pretty cool that, you know, it's just it for everyone listening. I mean, that's like, you started business at 20 and that's pretty awesome. You know? and you, I did. You yes. kinda, yeah. You, you went with it and then you, you still with that went back to school, which is, which is awesome. Cause I know like personally me, I didn't graduate. I was going to, I don't know if you know, golden West college. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I was, <laughs> I was having a little too much fun while I was there. It was more As focused on my, us. yeah, my young years. So that's, you know, even to me, that's like, cool. You can, you were busy, but you went back and still finished. So that's awesome. Oh no, I didn't finish. I, oh yeah. I mean, pardon nope. me, but you still went nope. back, but you, I did go back and I, but then you yeah, got I, busy. So you stopped, right? Is that, yeah. Well, and oh. I kept taking classes that were interesting rather than ones I actually needed uh, okay. to take. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I probably, when I, when I finally decided I was done, done, I had enough credits to have nice. at the very least like an associates, but probably close that's to something. a bachelor's. I just, they weren't concentrated in the right yeah. areas. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I like I learning. Mean, I just, yeah, that's like super learning awesome. on someone else's terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's super cool. Um, but yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That was cool. Uh, I mean, I was going to ask you, maybe we'll go a little younger. So it, it was going to ask you, you're 21. What would you give yourself advice? But we'll go <laughs> maybe, maybe 18, since you started the business at 20, well, 18, like what piece of advice you could give yourself just at maybe say 18 or, you know, when you're your younger self Ooh. now. That's a rough one. 18 wasn't a great year for me. Oh, um, sorry. No, no, no. It just, there's weird friend stuff. High school yeah, yeah, was not my favorite. You know, everyone else's middle school wasn't there. It was high school for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, if I were going to give myself advice to like the teenager version of myself, it would probably say something along the lines of don't worry so much what other people think of you because in 10 years, it won't matter. You know, mm -hmm. it won't one bit. I, I, I won't say that I was obsessed with what people thought of me, but it hurt me a lot of times. I, I would feel, you know, um, I had very hurt feelings over things that were in the long run and consequential. They just felt like a very big deal at the time. Yeah. And I look at my life now and it's certainly not perfect, but I wouldn't have changed anything ultimately. Nice. Maybe, maybe, you know, minor details of obviously, mm -hmm. but uh you know, I'm in a good place and I look at the lives of some people and, you know, on Facebook, this is obviously a very, you know, <laughs> narrow view of someone's life, but sometimes I, I think they look kind of boring. 
So, and I don't mean that in a mean way, just, no, yeah. you know, I got out and I expanded myself. I, I moved across the country. I, I've run a couple of businesses. I've done a lot of things and I'm proud of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And no, I, I get what your high school, you know, it's like you, you kind of got to, you see it, other people. And luckily it, I think, what are we, in, when I was in high school, I'm 31 now, but I was like, Instagram wasn't really a thing. Facebook was kind of coming along and my senior year, my space. So it wasn't too much. I could only imagine now, you know, all the kids probably look at each other's profile or just all these people. And it's like, Oh man, I want to look like this or I want to do that. What's so funny. I have um, a cousin who's in college right now and her Instagram account, it's like crazy. I mean, she'll post and there's like 268 likes on it. And, but like, you know, there's, there's power in that in yeah. both sides, right? You know, it's yeah, like yeah. you don't, you post the wrong thing, you don't get the likes, and yes. you know, it's a, it's a major deal, right? But right. I look at that and I'm like, man, if only my account had that many likes, right? Yeah, post. yeah, I know, I know. She like, man, that's uh, that's a good amount, man. I've never come close to that on anything. Same, same. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll, you know, it's one one day, right? Um, but yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, and then so here we'll get a little more personal question. I mean, those are pretty personal, but um, just day in the life of you. What is it like? Say, you know, what's a day for you? Yeah. So we'll go with a random weekday. And when we decided to have a second child, we, we have six and a half years between our two kids. So oh, when nice. we decided to have a second child, I didn't want to do it the way we did the first time. So our first was um, a happy accident. And I had a full wedding season booked. So, and then for various reasons, the last month of my pregnancy, things were not going well. So I delivered a child and then we eventually finally got home from the hospital and I had nine weddings to edit. Oh my God. So for the listeners, everyone thinks that a wedding photographer shows up and then their job is done. No, 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 no. Like 90% of the work is done after the wedding. It's all in editing and designing and all that fun stuff. So uh, I had a newborn and um, I had to do all this stuff. I, you know, and I didn't yeah. get maternity leave. That's not a oh, thing when yeah. you're self-employed. It's your own business, right? Yeah. So we didn't want to do it that way again mm-hmm. uh, for Absolutely. round two. So I made the commitment that I was not going to allow myself to work that many hours and I was not going to get stressed out about things. And I obviously am a big liar, liar about that second one, but I want to be the one to raise my children. So most days I do have one day of babysitting every week. And if I'm really stretched, I'll do two sometimes, but most, most weeks it's, it's one day. So my toddler, he's almost two. We hang out in the morning. We either go to the library and do a kid's class or we go to the gym. I have a fabulous, amazing gym I go to and two hours of childcare is, is definitely nice. a draw. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, that's awesome. so I'll work out and uh, they have an adult lounge at our gym and a relaxation room. So sometimes you can even get a little nap in. Oh, awesome. But, yeah. uh, I know it's, it's fancy. And, is it uh, <laughs> sorry to interrupt, but is it the one right by Nike? It is the one right oh, by man, Nike. What is it called? So yeah, yeah. Quick side note. I used to live right there, right by the, the world oh, campus and yep. And uh, what is it? The, the running track, right? The by running the, track. Uh, yep. The, the max stop. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, I, I uh, drive past Nike and uh, get to the gym. 
right now that whole road between the running track and Nike, it's been under construction for like oh, two really? straight wow. years. So sometimes it takes me 10 minutes to get to the Jeez. gym and sometimes it takes a half hour. <laughs> oh man. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's, that's where we live. So uh, yeah, I do that. And then we come home, do lunch and I work solidly through his nap. I get a two hour nap every day. Sometimes awesome. three, if I'm really lucky. Yeah, right. There you go. I, I know what that's like, you know. And then my eight-year-old gets home from school and uh, we hang out. My husband gets home from work around 3.30 and most days he takes the kids at that point and I'll squeeze in like another hour of work. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, that's pretty much my normal day. So most days I work two to three hours. Nice. That's super awesome. I know. Uh, so yeah, I, I did watch some of the videos like on Instagram and I heard the, the toddler in the background there which is, is cool times that yeah happens. it's super cool I'm, <laughs> I, I like that you kind of will post it even though just because it's you know it's authentic and it's, it's life man that's something yeah exactly that's something like you you want to you know you want to be with your child and I don't definitely don't blame you for that I'm the I love being with my she's my daughter's a little over two now but so I definitely yep. feel I'm like man if I could be around her all the time I would be with her as much as I could. She's if awesome, I'm so. being honest, a lot of the time I don't actually want to be, but I know that <laughs> I know that deep down I do. Yes. Um, we're we're dealing with terrible twos in a oh, yes. big way right now. So I have definitely been at the gym every day straight for three weeks. To get the yeah, yeah. get the stress <laughs> out, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. The old, I like to say the old terrific twos, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's, that's a term I could probably put into my life and help out a little bit. <laughs> right. Right. But no, that's, that's super awesome. Thanks for, thanks for your honesty. No, you know, that's super cool. Um, and then real quick. So now next question, you know, of course we're going to get into the Myers-Briggs, you know, that's one thing like, Absolutely. But do, you, do you kind of know your, is it like Enneagram or human yeah. design and um, I don't know my human design. I know my Myers-Briggs, my Enneagram. Nice. I know my disc and uh, I've done some other ones that aren't widely known as well. I should even go horoscope, you know? Oh yeah. I, yeah. Do you know, <laughs> do you know also Naomi kind of like, she, she I, I know I'm a Pisces. I do know that far, you know, I know but she's told me like I'm a Leo rising and you know, she's told me all that. And I, oh, I don't know that much. Oh, okay. Okay. She, no, she, no, I'm a Sagittarius. I try to listen when she says it. Oh, that's funny. I'm a Sagittarius and I, I often will look at the Leo like descriptors and yes. can identify pretty well in there, which makes sense. Cause I know that those two and then Aries are like the fire ones. They're all the, you know, a little more um, strong personality wise, which totally makes sense. So good. And then uh, Enneagram, what, what's your type there? Uh, I'm an eight, although nice. depending I, on the I test, sometimes I come in as a five. So oh, it, okay. I've, I've heard that they can be tricky to diagnose those two. Like they often will, will do that. But the last time I took it, I took a different one just like a week ago because I was curious. Yeah. And it was like a solid eight, like five didn't even register. And I was like, now that's interesting. All right. But I identify with a lot of traits from both of them yeah no yeah I've when I took it like just this whole overall like even the Myers-Riggs I was like Naomi was showing me and I was like oh no what is, what is it like uh and then yeah once you read it and it's like well yeah it's kind of that's pretty interesting but oh absolutely it sounds like I think I'm an eight as well 
I have to double check because, like you said, it it kind of pulls you in certain directions. But maybe I yep. should definitely take it again if that's the case, just to see. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and I've seen for that an eight wing seven for myself once as well, but that one didn't make as much sense personally mm-hmm. to me. So, who knows? Yeah, the the, the, ma- the matching up didn't go didn't sound, sound correct. Huh? I don't know. It could have been um, like an off day where you just answer right. one question incorrectly yeah. <laughs> yeah. or like your real self, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like your head is somewhere else, right? And you just, oh, quick answer. But cool. Thank you. Thank you for answering. And thanks for sharing. Um, let's go. And I'm trying to think of a, what about, uh, we'll go, what do you like to do time off from work? Like, you know, what? Well, uh, that much has not changed since I was a kid. I still would happily curl up with a book, although these days, definitely a Kindle. But I mean, my Kindle and I are nearly inseparable sometimes, but I'll tell you a story there. So I had not the original Kindle, like the the original like brick one, but the second generation one. And um, I had it, oh, I want to say it was like 27, like a decade ago that I got it. So it was yeah, they were still pretty new. I mean, some people yeah. had them, but not everyone. And mm-hmm. and I loved that thing. I had a grass green leather cover for it. It was nice. so great. And then when I first started going to my fancy gym, <laughs> uh, what, like three and a half years ago, maybe I I left it there. I think I still, I, I'm not positive. I think I left it in a locker and oh, it got, no. yeah, but I didn't realize it for like two or three days. I kept thinking, oh, it must be in the car. And I would just mm-hmm. do something else or, you know, what have you. And I finally figured out it must have been the gym. It was the only thing I could think of. So I called There was nothing turned into lost and found and, you know, what have you. So my husband was like, finally, you can get a new one because there was a legit chip out of the plastic casing <laughs> that, and I refused to replace it because I loved it because it was like, my baby it's and, yours yeah it's yours. yeah you know he's it's like on your just journey. get a new one they're like 70 bucks it's not a big deal and it wasn't about the money i wanted yes. mine it's mine yeah. but uh, i've now replaced it twice since then so. Yeah. so now it's a little different right but that first yep. one it's like it, it grew with you right it like yeah yeah and so no it's understandable and you don't want to you had the the chip but that was like its own characteristic that was, i know i, I even was like, was like his it was so surprised that someone like took it. I mean, it was clearly broken. Like, why would you want it? And it was locked. They couldn't get into my account or anything. So whatever. I think, yeah. So, you know, sometimes people grab, get a hold of something and it's just something cool. So it's like, uh, (laughs) well, thank you for sharing. I got to ask if you know off the top of your head, how many books have been read throughout Uh, all your Kindles? I do not know how many total. I know that last year I read 65 books. Wow. Okay. So That's, I only know that because my Goodreads account sends me an email at the end oh, of the nice. year and tells me. That's not my reason, right? That's cool. Well, yep. You're not going for count anyway. You're reading nope. for passion. So exactly. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Um, so here a little, we'll go, I guess a little, it's like I said earlier, movies. Do you, do you watch, so books, I know books turn into movies. Do you, do you care for any movies? Is there any? I don't watch as much as I used to. Okay. I will admit that. Um, I've been reading the whole Harry Potter series nice. with my eight-year-old for a couple years now. We just finished The Half-Blood Prince. So we just watched the movie. So my deal nice. with him is we finish the book and then you can watch the movie. Cool. So we just started The Deathly Hallows two nights ago, which was... Nice. Fun. So we're doing that, but um, 
I used to watch a lot more movies and TV than I currently do. Honestly, most nights by the time like the kids are in bed, mm-hmm. my husband and I will watch like Jimmy Fallon or something. Yes. And if we get through halfway through the show before I fall asleep, then yeah. it's a good day, <laughs> you know? Yes. But I love a good heist movie. Nice. And I, I like movies that make me think as well. Yes. But I'm not cool. like a rom-com person at all. And those kind of silly, dumb movies that you liked as a teenager, every once in a while, I'll be okay with them, but not typically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not quite the same humor as when you're younger, right? Yeah, which is hilarious because I do watch SNL still. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But like, I, I think I like that because they're short. I, mm-hmm. It's when you make it long. It, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, nice. Well, thanks for sharing. Uh, we'll go. What about music? I am probably the wrong person to ask about music. Oh, no, it's okay. It's all right. uh, I've never been a big music person, you know, not, not really ever. I mean, there's definitely certain kinds of music I like, mm-hmm. but I've been rocking the same driving playlist for at least five years now. Mostly because we switched, we switched Spotify accounts, so I can't uh, add oh, things okay. to the list, yeah. which is just a pain. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess like, basic rock i like nice okay that's good hey, that's it huh? we'll Speaking take of it music though i was in someone else's car and it, they had the oldies station on oh. this is a two-year-old story at this point but one week by the bare naked ladies came on and i started an singing oldie. with it it's an oldie now wow like when that's, did that happen yeah that's not i don't cool. know that doesn't sound right <laughs> it doesn't sound right at all i don't i, I totally agree with you that's it so was stay away from oldies, oldies right? Stay yeah. away from Yeah, if you want to feel like you're not then you're going to start feeling, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're not up with the times, are you right? Darn it, I didn't know that. That's, yeah. I definitely well, know that song. Ladies, so yes, absolutely. Are, uh, worthy of the oldies station. Man, okay. Well, that makes me feel just great. Huh? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, well, one thing I know you really do like, 65 in a year, book. We'll go, what's, well, you don't have to, Maybe this past year was a favorite, or or you can choose your absolute favorite book. Um, I'm not someone who has absolute favorites, but nice. There is a book I read maybe five years ago, four years ago, something like that, called The Night Circus, and it was just one of those books that just hit me, and yeah. I loved it, and it also was like it was a slow to get into book. I rarely give up on a book. I almost always read it, even if it's the crappiest nice. thing ever. Because I always feel like there's going to be something redeeming at yeah. the end. There's going to, like, surely it was published. There must be something redeeming. And I'm often disappointed. But this book, a third of the way in, I was hooked. I loved it. And the author just finally came out with another book called The Starless Sea, which I read two, three weeks ago, maybe. And it was fantastic. I loved it. She's, the author's Erin Morgenstern. And just a really gifted writer. I enjoy. That's awesome. No, thanks. That's super cool that you, you've got to, more people got to know that you should get to the authors know. So they just send you a bunch of books. You know what I mean? Like, I won't give up on it. Yeah. We're going to get you a books, like a, it's an actual book sponsor, right? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. A lot of times they, cause they have Kindle unlimited. I don't like spending a lot of money on books despite how much I read. So um, a lot of times I'll be looking for something to read and just choose something on the Kindle Unlimited recommended list and 
it's not always worth it, but that's okay. Yeah. But sometimes it, but some, for sometimes it does work out. Right? Many times it does. Yes. Good. Well, that's super awesome. Um, do we, uh, I like to add, travel. Do, do we like traveling or I know it's a little I tough do. when you get the kiddos. Yes. Where's, we uh, don't travel as often as we yeah, used to, but harder, I do enjoy right? it. Nice. Where's, what's one of the, one of your favorite places you've traveled to before? Well, it depends on the purpose. Um, I mean, I love just heading down to Mexico for some pool and margaritas. Nice. I mean, uh, hey. I mean, some people don't, but I, I feel hey. like saying who doesn't, but I know some people probably don't. I, I love that. I've photographed many, many destination weddings at nice. resorts in like Cabo or Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I'd always go two days early because the scariest thing you can like deal with as a wedding photographer is missing a flight or having something canceled and, and, oh my gosh, they paid me thousands of dollars. Now I can't get there. What will I do? So I always went two days early and just to make sure. So there was usually a day that I could rest and relax and and enjoy that. Um, so I like that for like true vacation, but for travel for like a trip's sake, uh, I think the coolest place that we ever went to was India. We did that, um, right after we got married, it was also for a wedding but we stayed nice. for two weeks total because it was, wow. I mean, if you're going to travel that far, you may as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Plus all the immunizations. I was like, man, we are going to make this worth it. <laughs> make, make it count. Right. Yeah. I, so, so yeah, um, I loved that whole experience. Nice. I, I had such a great time. I bought so many amazing clothes. I saw so many cool things and more, it, more or less, especially once we got out of Mumbai, you know, all the local people kind of ignored us. So it was, it was, you know, crowded and tons of people and so much going on, but I felt like I could really explore, which was awesome. I, I'm not going to probably ever be the kind of person that wants to do a seven day tour where I get on a bus and go wherever the tour guide tells me I like to wander. I like to Mm -hmm. see and experience. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. I've never been, I've been to like, Asia, but never, never India. So. I haven't been to Asia yet, so that's cool. So yeah, one that's day. Awesome. Yeah, one day. I I definitely want to go back. Um, what's one thing you wish people knew more about you? Oh, now there's a question. Wow. Okay, let me think for a moment here. Right, no problem. Trying to get deep, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I, I get it. I. I don't even know how to answer that. All right. Give me, give me some sort of context. Um, personally, family-wise, business-wise. Maybe, yeah, you could go either one of those three, I'd say. All right. I am an opinionated person, which everyone who knows me knows about me. That's not, <laughs> that's not the thing yeah, I want, yeah, yeah. want to say here. But I guess regarding that, I think a lot of people are taken aback by people with strong opinions. And I think I wish more people knew that if I'm saying something out loud, it's because I've thought deeply about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not someone who discusses or makes decisions out loud. And my husband and I are so different in this regard. Like if I'm researching something or I want to do something, I will spend time thinking about it. So it looks maybe to the outside person that I've just made a snap decision or judgment, but it's, it's rarely the case. It's because I've tossed it around in my head for weeks before ever mentioning it out loud. 
So if I tell you I have a strong opinion about something or like, no, this is how it should be done. It's mm -hmm. probably because I've looked at every possible angle before ever talking about it. I see, and I, I see. wish people realized that it wasn't just me being mm -hmm. flippant or, yeah. or, um, pushy. It's, it's, it's yes. not that it's because I, I really feel like I've spent all this nice. time thinking about it and I know the best answer. Nice. So yeah. You, so you go like you'll research, you know, you'll definitely, yeah. you'll dig into it. You won't just kind of, but that's cool. Thanks for sharing. Like, so like, I'm just trying to make sure I put it out correctly. Um, like you like researching, digging in, it's not just a snap of the fingers decision. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a well thought out process. And yeah, it, it's one of the things that I go through with a lot of my clients while we're trying to figure out their personal brand. So I call it the target test. So everyone goes to target in a different way. So let's just say, you know, you're going to make a quick run to, do you have target by you? Don't we don't have, we, okay. so we don't have it on Kauai, but we, we definitely, okay. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes, ab yes, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so let's say your, your wife hands you a list of three things and says, Hey, can you just run to target for me real quick? So I don't know how you would do it, but I would walk in immediately go to my three things, make no eye contact, talk to no people and walk out with just my three things. Mm -hmm. My sister would walk in, stroll, get a cart, even though they're, mm -hmm. you know, totally three things she could carry and walk out with 15 things. My husband would stroll on in as well, go down every aisle, look at all the things, have 17 conversations, but actually come out with only three things. So we're all different people, right? And yes. um, I love asking people how they shop at Target because I think you can find out so much about a person, yeah. things that you might not find out in another way. That's funny. Yeah, no, I definitely understand with you saying that, you know, it's like, like we got, I went, one thing that comes to mind when you talk about that is like Costco, we See, have a list, yes. we have <laughs> yes. a list, but I'm personally guilty of, I'll kind of, my eye will get kind of caught and oh, like, oh, wow, that looks kind of nice. And then Naomi's kind of like, this is the list. This is what we're getting. But I, I got to admit, I'm the one that's kind of like, oh, cool. You know, I grabbed this off the shelf and I'm oh, but we, you know, I just put it back. And I will admit I don't shop at Costco the way I yeah. shop at Target. Yeah. I often come back with so much more than I intended. But if I'm on a mission, so like last summer we were having friends over and we decided at the last minute to make tri-tip. So I had to run over to Costco Ooh, nice, and grab it. Nice, yeah. My husband makes a mean tri-tip. It's awesome. he learned from my dad, which is fantastic. That's awesome. And um, I walked in with, I didn't get a cart. So I walked in, I ran to the back, I got the tri-tip mm -hmm. and I think I ended up getting a bag of bell peppers or something like that too. Something I could just kind of throw on top that was yeah. lightweight, but I got to the front and I was, you know, in, in line checking out and this man was like, Oh, Hey, do you want to go ahead of me? You just got the two items. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Like, I'm not in a rush. It's fine. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. Go ahead. So I did. And while I was, we were standing there, it's like, so how did you only buy two items? And I was, I just looked at him. He had a big old cart. Right. And I was like, well, I didn't bring a cart, so I couldn't carry any more than this. There you go. It's pretty man. easy. I mean, if you're, only looking for a couple things. That's the way you, way you do it. <laughs> That's the key. I've actually, you know, now that I think I've done that once, 
just yep. a box of diapers. That's all I was like. Yes, I can get. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't get the cart. So I got to remember that. It's, that's awesome. It doesn't um, work if you have five things on your list though, because then yeah. you can't carry them all. And yeah, then you've got like, you know, only five things in your cart. You may yeah. as well fill it up. Right. Yeah, exactly. It looks, your cart looks sparse. So you're, you exactly. know, it's like, now I, there's too much space in it. Let's throw some more in. Awesome. Thank you. That's, thanks for sharing, you know, that, that's a, a deep, you know, thought. That's Life you know, hacks by Brittany. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. <laughs> um, and then before we get into the personality types, which last one, is there anything you can share where you, something you've kind of experienced kind of tough in your life, but then it ended up kind of helping you kind of being a catalyst to your growth or help you learn, learn a lesson. Sure. Okay. You. Well, we're going to go deep here. I guess that's appropriate, okay. right? Okay. Um, I got divorced. I was married quite young at 21 okay. and got divorced oh, at 25. Yeah. And um, he's my first husband, not a bad person. He and I just, we weren't, we weren't growing well together, I guess yeah. is the best, best way to say it. But um, in the process of getting divorced, we were both hurting. And he said something to me that I struggled with for a decade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he said some, some version of you're never going to be successful without me, or you're never going to make enough money without me or, or wow. something like that. Yeah. And I don't know why I internalized it so much because realistically, if you had looked at our finances, like he covered the mortgage and I covered all of our, like our utilities and food bills. Mm-hmm. And if you looked at them, when you totaled them up, they were very similar amounts. It's yeah. not like we didn't have split accounts. I mean, we, we had joint, but like it just, that's how we kind of divided things if you want yeah, to call it that. Yeah. But I internalized it. And my dad said something along the same lines. My parents were not in favor of me getting divorced and mm-hmm. we've dealt with all that since then. But yeah. um, I guess the two most important men in my life both said something along the lines of, mm-hmm. do you really think you can make it on your own? And I struggled for years with just money issues and mindset around money. And every time I made a good chunk of money, it just seemed to like go poof and so much of that. And it wasn't really until a couple of years ago when I started really going on a journey of personal development and growth myself that I, I realized I even had a money problem. I just thought it was normal or, or on, actually, I don't even know that I thought about it at all. I think I just didn't think about it, but you know, at the time, it was really hurtful hearing things like that. Yeah, I internalized absolutely. it. I didn't, I didn't deal with it at the time and then had to deal with it in a much more harsh way later. So, yeah. So yeah. Cool. Thanks for, thanks for being willing to share that, that information. That's, that's probably not easy or, you know, that's, that's cool. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's, that, yeah, I definitely, that, that would be tough to hear. That's like you said, especially if you kind of measured them up, and you seen it was pretty similar because man, like groceries, all that, the bill, all that, that can get expensive too. It's not, absolutely. It can go a long way. So I definitely, that's all power to you. Nothing wrong with that. Well, well now we'll, we'll shift a little bit. We'll get into personality types. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, of course we know you are an INTJ. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course I'll do a little, you know, just for the listeners, that maybe first episode, of course, learning our personality types is a cool, awesome tool that we can use to understand and learn information and how me and you will differ making decisions, you know, just because we're two different personality types. And 
this understanding your inner wiring can help you better understand kind of your needs at your core level. Like I am ENFP and my wife's an INFJ and she enjoys like curling up in bed and enjoying alone time and recharging while I love to go out and talk everyone's ear off and you know, so, but, uh, but yeah. So like you said, we are, you, you are an INTJ. Um, you are introvert, intuition, thinker, and a judger. Uh, and you said you've, you've done this before, correct? Yeah. Nice. Okay. So you, you've, you've already, you know. Yeah. I think I was in my early twenties, the first time I ever took the Myers-Briggs and, uh, immediately looked at it and was like, Oh, yep, yep, yep. And nice. Yep. Nice. Were you kind of with that initial like time you took it, were you, you, were you somewhat surprised? Like when you're like, wow, it actually lines up pretty well. Yeah. Cause that was the first personality type test yeah. that I had ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since learned that a lot of people like had like a high school counselor that had them do a test for, you know, like career guidance or something wow. like that. I, I never did. Oh, right. Me like either. That. So, Man. but yeah, this was the first one I ever, ever took. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's me. hundred percent. Cool. So I've, and it's kind of funny. I think that maybe shaped my idea of how all personality tests mm. should go. Cause it was the first one I ever yes, did. Yes. And every once in a while I'll do something else. And sometimes it's just like a silly little internet quiz or whatever and yeah. get a result. And I'm like, Psh, yeah, who are you playing at? You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that's not true. Uh, no, it's cool. Um, do you know, by chance, do you know your husband? Did Has he ever taken it or? Um, he never takes any of these. Uh, no, it's okay. It's all right. It's <laughs> and all right. I actually, if I had the list of everything in front of me, I could probably pinpoint it pretty quick. But um, shoot, let me just pull something up real quick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll oh, see. So you're pretty good. Like, see, I can't, I can somewhat do it, but like Naomi can kind of be, be with someone and kind of try to figure it out. Me, I'm I, I try. I can get to the E or the I, you know, or the, not quite, not quite the fool, fool, four letters. Yeah. So let's see here. He is feeling, sensing, extroverted, and judging. Wow. Wow. I could, I could be wrong about the judging, I might be thinking, but everything else, I'm pretty, uh, ENFJ, pretty clear on huh? that ENFJ I believe right that sounds about right yeah, nice that's cool I actually know a couple I'm one letter off I know that makes a big difference but you know I'm a P my I'm an ENFP uh, no that's I got a friend who's actually actually getting married this week he's an ENFJ one of my yeah. first interviews ENFJ so. oh fun <laughs> so wow so you guys so it's kind of the same though you guys are you guys are kind of different where you you like to recharge and get your get your nice alone time and then I do yes he he, he can kind of work with the crowd and yeah he's such get a that people personal person around. yeah exactly you know he's Mr. Social person. um he just kind of buzzes around cocktail party type things like right. yeah yeah like it's his it's his deal it totally is and like he worked from home for a while and it was 
not good for him. He needs to yeah. be in an environment with other people. Like, like around people. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I used to be not just introverted, but like hated groups of people. Oh, yeah, just yeah. couldn't stand it. Never knew what to say. Always felt mm-hmm. awkward. And I've gotten past that largely because I've had to for business networking uh, yes, reasons. Yes, of course, of course. But I still definitely recharge with alone time. I like to call myself a social introvert where nice. like I'm great conversationally with you sitting here. Yeah, and yeah. I was going to say. And you, we can talk and I'm cool with yeah. this and this is fine. Mm-hmm. But you add you and me into a group of 20 other people yes. and it's so much harder for me. I can get yeah. by but it's, it's hard. And then I come home and just want to not talk to anyone. Yes. Yes. Like you take a couple of days off even, right. Just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like the big group setting, it's kind of like everyone's all at once or, you know, just like boom, one after another. And yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying and super cool. Um, but thanks for sharing that. That's pretty cool that I, you can kind of get the feeling of your four letters, your husband. That's awesome. We know each other really, really well, so that helps. (laughs) That's it, right? That's a and that's a very good thing to do to know each other very well. So that goes a long way. Um, Well, let me. uh, I'll go on a little, little thing here. Um, Little fun, five fun facts about the INTJ. Uh, And just for everyone listening, this is from personal. Pardon me, the Personality Hacker book by Joel Mark Witt and Antonia Dodge. But one of I I got actually six listed but you know we, we can we can choose well, the, the favorites cool. yeah right yeah <laughs> so at the intj's core they have a desire for st- sustainability they want to ensure that things will work out for the long term they love future pacing do you how's that sound is that i'm a planner yeah. but not rigidly so oh nice okay so yes, I, I like to know what's going on. Um, winging it is is not my favorite, <laughs> but if I'm pushed or rushed and I feel like I haven't done something ahead of time, I can usually get by. Like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't stress me out to the max. Nice, okay. Well, that's good. And then number two, we'll go, they have this, you, or pardon me, INFJ, pardon me, not INFJs, INTJs, have this unstoppable desire to see how all operations can be improved. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. That's cool. I mean, that's good for work too, right? That's yeah. Everything can be improved. Because- you can get better at everything. And one of my core values is mastery. Okay. So I will say I, I struggled with perfectionism at one time mm-hmm. and I finally had to come to terms with it or I would have crumbled. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes. I finally figured out the difference between mastery and perfectionism for me, at least is have I done the best job I can with the resources available right now? And if the answer is yes, then cool, publish it, put it out there, share it, whatever. If I know that I could do something better, if I had more resources, it doesn't matter, you know, because I don't have those resources. So so that's where I come down on that one. But at at the core of everything, I think most things can be improved and I like picking things apart to see where they're falling down. Nice. Thank you. I, I, I like that. That's a, it's a cool kind of, you know, instead of having that self doubt or, you know, like you said, you, you work with what you have and you master with what you have. 
yeah I, allow. I mean so many of my clients and and brand strategy at least um they're you know, they're, they're, they're launching brands. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times they have a big message that they want to share something that they think will, will help people. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of them get hung up on this. So I have this mastery talk with a lot of people because we all need that reframe, right? We need mm-hmm. to be reminded that it's, it's, it's not saying that you're putting something bad out there and you're not being like, Oh, it's just barely good enough. Mm-hmm. It's just simply saying, will this help people the way it is? Did I, did I do the best job I could? could with the amount of time I had, with the amount of money I had, with the amount of team I have or what have you. And if the answer is yes to those, then go for it because otherwise you're going to be waiting forever. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's super. I really agree. I like that, that way of thinking instead of just, you know, um, let's go. Uh, INTJs are more sensitive than others give them credit for. They, they may come off with a hard exterior, but they are soft yes. and gooey inside. Yes. Yeah. We feel deeply. Right. Like, or like, almost like you said, like when you, you, you think about things, you're not just saying it Yeah. off the top of your head. You actually thought this out. You have, you've put more feeling into it than just, than yeah. just a simple yeah, thought. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it goes, goes like with the, the strong opinions and uh, all of that as well. You know, I, I'm only willing to have such a strong opinion because I have really put a lot of myself into yeah. it. That's so, awesome. but yeah, I mean, just because we're strong doesn't mean we don't feel or don't hurt or any of those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And then you can be self-protective and slow to build relationships. Trust yes. takes time. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hey, no, no, that's, and there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that in my mind, just cause I feel like sometimes you could trust someone too fast and, Hey, Tabor's yeah, turn. Look where that yeah. Can get you. yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Which is a very INTJ thing to say. Yeah, well, no, but hey, but I mean, that's, you know. And then um, last one here INTJs are fiercely loving and loyal once they've let someone into their hearts. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lock, it's, it's love. Yeah. And that's how. Um, yes, I wouldn't stand by that. Nice. Yep. Good. Well, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, good. Yeah. Thanks for diving into the INTJ with us. Um, let me see here. We're, we're, so coming up now, you know, we're going to go a little, we're going to talk more on the business side. So personalities, now let's go a little more. You now you've got a lot of stuff and this kind of, just because you, since you've seen a lot of business, you know, we'll talk about like fashion purpose. Like how did you kind of identify something that you're passionate about? Like, like I know a lot of entrepreneurs have felt like oh like confused like oh I don't what direction should I take or what should I do with my business or you know yeah I how did you kind of I mean wedding photography I fell into I already told that story so you guys get that and then brand Mm -hmm. strategy I fell fell into as well Mm -hmm. but there's lots of small projects along the way that you have to start listening to what other people around you people who know you or have worked with you are saying So I think an excellent example is I'm working on something called the show up system right now. And it's just a way to like basically systematizing your brand applications. So uh, your branding is who you are, who you serve, what you stand for, a lot of philosophical stuff. Mm -hmm. And your brand applications are all the things that most people think of as branding, like your logo, your colors, what you say on Instagram, what you 
post on Facebook, all that stuff, right? Those are brand applications. Okay. And I'm talking a lot in my world right now about mm. systematizing your brand applications, um, specifically so you can show up consistently. Building the no like, and trust factor. It's the name of my podcast. Yeah. Obviously, you know yes, that's what yes. I stand for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the building up your no like, and trust factor depends on you showing up consistently so people can know what to expect from you decide whether they're going to like you or not. And then eventually whether they trust you enough to work with you or buy from you. And if you aren't showing up consistently, I've found there's always one or two things at play. One, you're afraid to show up because people will judge you or two, you're just so lost in everything else you're doing. You're not getting to it. And even that one can probably get pushed back to the first if you, Mm -hmm. if you really want to go deep on that one. But the show up system is something I was showing someone in an accountability group that I'm in. I was like, Oh, you just do this. And it's just, it's like a series of checklists I have for everything I do. You know, when I put out a podcast episode, these are the 11 steps I take along the way. When I put out a social media post, these are the six steps I take along the way. And she just looked at me and it was like, Whoa, you're so good at that. And I don't feel like I'm good at it. I don't feel, I mean, I always feel like I'm falling down somewhere. I always feel like I'm not doing things the way I should. But this is how I can ensure I'm doing the best to my ability, right? Yeah, yes. But she's never seen this before. She's never heard this before. And she was like, more people need to know about this. So those are the kinds of things you want to pay attention to for entrepreneurs or people who want to become an entrepreneur. When you start hearing people say, oh, but you're so good at that. Those are the things to pay attention to. Now, there are plenty of times you're going to hear that regarding things that are not something that you can monetize. It's just, I mean, everyone's got strengths, right? Mm -hmm. But when you start hearing people say that about something that you don't even realize is a thing, like my show up system, it's just some checklists I made for myself to keep myself on track. It's not a big deal to me, but it is a big deal to other people. And those are projects that you can launch and turn into paid products or trainings or, you know, whatever kind of work you're doing the key is hearing someone else like yeah. give you credit for something that to you feels like it's no big deal. Cause when it's no big deal, that's usually one of your strengths and something that you're so good at that it is a big deal to other people. Yeah. No, it's super like you're just so used to doing it that you don't even think twice about it. Right. It's like, it's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Then someone for someone else that could be like a game changer for them. Cause they don't have that any kind of structure like that. Yeah. And it could be anything. I mean, I'm, I'm just giving you an example because I've mm-hmm. just experienced this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's top of mind, of course, but mm-hmm. now I'm building out this product. I'll be releasing it, you know, at some point here. And nice. um, hopefully it's a nice little addition to my business, but it's awesome. all because I listened when other people were like, Oh, wow. when, when you yeah. see other people start to click light bulbs in front of you yeah. because of something that you said, it's a good sign. That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, what What are your top three values, and how do they kind of show up in your business? Your you know business values. Uh, yeah, mastery is definitely one of them. I okay. already kind of mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. I always want to make sure everything I put out there is done to the best of my ability. Nice. Um, I have a a value of multiple words because I have trouble describing it to people, which is not usually what you do for core values, but um, of natural beauty and aesthetics and nature. So 
the best way I can describe this in story form is when you're driving along and there's some really pretty clouds in front of you and suddenly you're paying way more attention to the clouds than the road because you're just so appreciative of the Mm -hmm. beauty around you. And it's one of the reasons I was so attracted to photography. I I love capturing that beauty because I just want to share it. I just wish everyone could experience what I'm experiencing in that moment. And then um, personal power has always been one of my other big core values. I, we, we have the ability to do things. We have the ability to change. We have the ability to accomplish things. We have the ability to help people and nothing pisses me off more frankly than people who give away their power and act like they can't do anything. Nice. Thank you. Um, and then this is one, since you're kind of, you know, you know, the brand strategy, what, like say if someone's a multi, multi-passion entrepreneur, what kind of, what, to focus on, you know, what should they kind of focus on if, um, if there's maybe too many ideas? Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. So ideas or- I struggle with this one because I get, I get it. Um, I have mm-hmm. a lot of interests myself, but I will say the thing you should focus on first, if you are truly interested in running a business and not a hobby is what are people telling you that they need right now? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, and I've been guilty of this myself, so please don't think I'm judging, but a lot of entrepreneurs put out something that they want to do rather than what people are asking them to do. So I'll go back to the show up system since I've already described it and don't have to, you know, invest a lot of time in describing it again. Someone told me this is what they want. This is what will make branding easier to them. This is what will make their business more effective. And I said, cool, I'll make it into a product. I never thought I would be teaching systems to people. If you had asked me two years ago, I would have been like, what are you talking about, you know? (laughs) Um, But if this is what's going to move the needle financially for my business, it's something I'll put out there, especially since it won't take me a huge amount of time and won't distract me from some of my other purposes. But I think too many entrepreneurs are so focused on what they want to do and not nearly a focused enough on what their best clients want to do. So if you have lots of passions, which one are people asking for right now the most? Yeah. Which ones are people paying you for as well? Yes, yeah. Like what's the, what's the one? That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and then, so with that, we'll go a little mindset. Cause you know, with the whole, what, what kind of, what do you do on a daily basis to kind of get in the right mindset? Cause you know, you have the kids, you know, it's, it's it can be tough. But like, do you have kind of a daily routine that kind of sets your day in tone or? I don't know. Every day is different. And okay. um, everyone for the last two years has talked about how important morning routines are. And mm-hmm. I just, I kind of hate them every time they say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I struggled with nursing our son and I, he yeah. was up all the time and I just, I, I function best with nine hours of sleep and I was often yeah. only getting five and uh, me getting up early to have non-kid time was not an option. So I don't have that. I do have affirmations and this is something nice. I started in last year. Okay. Yeah. A, a friend of mine really encouraged me to write down a hundred affirmations, mm-hmm. things I am and want to do better or things I'm not yet, but would like to do. And I recorded myself saying all 100 of them mm-hmm. And my husband is 
my tech wizard. So he put them on some app through our Alexa. So now I just tell Alexa to launch my pod and it read, it lists my affirmations to me. So I won't lie and say I listen to them every day, but I should. Yeah. Maybe that's good. I mean, as long as you get a chance to leave, I know, I know it's tough though, you know, having a child, I, I did see on your Instagram, I think that one of that, that story, when you mentioned that, I think you said Alexa very softly. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So she wouldn't was, <laughs> pop. Yeah. In. So she wouldn't <laughs> jump on. Right. Yeah. No, that's super cool. And that to me, that's, that's, a, that's smart on you or, and the husband, just cause it, you know, it, it's a, you don't always have the time to say them hundred times. So yeah. if you can kind of just listen to it while you're doing some things throughout your day. That, yeah. And you know, kinda, like if I'm having a bad day, I can listen to them while I'm driving. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's sure. so many different things that, mm-hmm. that they're available for. So it's nice. Nice. Well, that's, thank you. Um, what are some of self-limiting beliefs that you've made, you've had to move through kind of just to get out, you know, get through your, the order of your day or, I know it's not a, just a strict order, but just to kind of get through your day. I think my most limiting belief is that I don't have time to do everything I want to. Yeah. And like the self-talk version of it is I don't get to do this because X or Y or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I do struggle with that. I struggle with comparing myself to people who don't have kids and mm-hmm. the things that they can accomplish. And I get really yeah. annoyed when other people are like, oh, I don't have the time. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're funny. You just know? imagine. Yeah. Just imagine. Yeah. Just wait. Just yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think that's probably the one that's the biggest for me. Nice. Nice. And then, um, do you ever like, you have fear of what other people think of like you, like, uh, do you ever have that? And then how do you kind of move past it? Or, you know, how do you, um, not too often. Oh, good. I definitely used to. Uh, I don't know when it went away at some point I just stopped caring or maybe I didn't have time to care but um yeah that's the I do still have some issues around my appearance like if I'm feeling like I've gained a few pounds I don't want to show up as much mm-hmm. uh, I would so much think that that's like I I don't sit there thinking oh someone's gonna notice I gained weight It's it's not like that it's more just I don't want to put myself out there when I'm not feeling mm-hmm. at my best. Um, I have some skin issues. I have been dairy free for five years and it's almost cleared my skin issues up, but like, nice. dude, I'm 37, like acne's, it should not be a thing anymore. Yeah. So sometimes that holds me back a little bit, but that's, that's all I would. Nice. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, how's, oh, yeah. And then, um, just so you know, last one here, how do you build certainty? while building your first business? Ooh, building certainty. I don't think, I don't think it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't know that you can be certain. It's, it's all a risk. I mean, but but working for a a job is risky too. You know, my husband's gotten laid off in the past Mm -hmm. and he's had awful coworker situations and he worked for a startup that was just, you know yeah yeah um, I mean that's a risk so you know there's there's lots of different things in this in this thing but you know my first business nothing was a guarantee I guess I just did the best I could with what I had back to mastery nice. and if that wasn't going to be enough I always had the backup plan in my mind I could always go be a nurse you know but 
Um, thankfully, that's never had to happen. I don't think yeah. I would be very nice on the 12th hour of my shift. But, <laughs> um, I don't think you get to have certainty. I don't think we, any of us do. Nice. Well, thanks for the answer. That was, a, that, that was the perfect answer. <laughs> nice, open, honest, so. deep answer. No, no, that was good. So perfect. Well, congratulations. You've survived the, the 21 questions. Already. No, no. But, uh, but yeah, no, thank you so much for, for sharing everything. Um, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to kind of share? Any, anything important? Um, no, I mean, thank you so much for having me on here. I, I've really enjoyed this discussion with you. So yeah, thanks yeah no, it's fun. I, um, if you do have any entrepreneurs listening, tell them to, you know, check out some fun yeah. stuff, but like, it's, it's all good. Yeah, no, but how, how do we just real quick, how do we, where do we find you? Yeah, I definitely want to. Yeah. Uh, my website is BrittanyGardner.com. It's B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. My parents were so creative. <laughs> um, yeah, my Instagram is I am Brittany Gardner because some girl who barely uses Instagram got yes. Brittany Gardner first. But uh, Oh, my God. I know. I know it's a thing. But uh, those, those are the main ways that you can find me. Nice. And then, of course, my podcast is called yes, The No Like and Trust Show. And it's on all the podcast platforms. So. Nice. Awesome. Well, everyone go check it out. But yeah, Brittany, thank you so much. I, I appreciate yeah. it. And, you know, thank you for donating your time to us and having <laughs> this, so. sharing and having this great interview. I really appreciate it. Happy to do so. All righty. Bye-bye. What's up, everybody? It's Riley with the That's Deep Podcast. Naomi and I would love to invite you to leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of the page after you're done listening to the episode and find the ratings and reviews. Tap the number of stars you see fit and leave a little comment for us. At the end of each month, we'll do a little raffle and pick a lucky reviewer to receive a little gift card from us at the That's Deep Podcast, a little token of appreciation. Thank you for all your support and good luck.